Gems of Youth Work, sharing precious practices. Welcome to Gems of Youth Work, where we shine a light on precious practices. I'm your host, Markus Fretscher, and today we are joined by Alexandra Beweis, head of Wien Extra Stadtbox, and Nada Taha Ali Mohammed, project collaborator of Junges Wien. Alex and Nada have been involved in key positions in the implementation of the Viennese Children and Youth Strategy. They share with us their experiences and lessons learned of coordinating children and youth parliaments, participatory co-creation processes, and the provision of a participatory budget directly at the disposition of children and youth. As always, we hope you will find the episode useful and inspirational. Keep on shining! Good morning, Nada and Alex. Thank you so much for joining our podcast, Gems of Youth Work. Good morning, Markus. Good morning. Hi. As usual, let's kick it off by getting an idea of who you are. So we will listen to your voices, but what's the image a listener might have in their head? In a nutshell, super shortly, who are you? Let's kick it off with you, Nada, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Nada. I'm 25 years old and I'm working at the coordination office for the Vienna Youth and um, Children and Youth Strategy. Yeah, and in my free time, I like to meet my friends and <laughs> go for a walk, stuff like this. Right, Nada. And you, Alex? Who are you as well, a person? I'm, sorry, I'm Alexandra <laughs> Bivas. <laughs> I am a youth worker for many, many years, uh, more than 20 years, so you can guess that I'm also a bit older than Nada. <laughs> And uh, nowadays, the last years, I'm working very much concentrating on how to include children and young people in our city. How does it work? How can they be part of the future of the city? Great. So you both already mentioned it, but just to have it really clear, let's start again with you, Nada. What is your work? So where do you work? What is the position? What do you do? And second thing. What are you passionate about in your work? Why do you do this? Why do you love your job? Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, as I said, I'm working at the coordination office for the Vienna Children and Youth Strategy um, for eight months now. And um, this Vienna Children and Youth Strategy is a completely new project in this dimension. And um, that's also what I'm passionate about. Um, I think it's very interesting and very exciting to see how this project um, works and how this project goes and how it can develop in the city and how we can include children and young people um, with this strategy. Um, yeah. And same for you, Alex. Shortly, what, what is your job and where? And what do you love about it? Well, now I'm working as the coordinator of uh, a new institution that is called Wien Extra Stadtbox, which is a little bit a spin-off from the children and youth strategy, because then we saw how much children and young people have to say about the city and how much they enjoy talking about their place where they live. So we have now created here in Seestadt, which is the, I think, largest uh, city development area in Europe. Uh, a new place where children and young people are invited to come with their school classes, but also with other groups to talk with us about what would they like to have in a city, how does a city look that is youth-friendly or children-friendly. And we also do some real participation where we ask them their opinion about different projects of the city. 
That's lovely. And and what is your passion about it? Because you believe in true participation or? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I really do believe that they have a lot to say and that they should be taken serious and that they should be heard. And everything we can do to help that and to also, it, it's not only about concrete participation now at the moment, but it's also about uh, self-empowerment of the children and the young people that they do understand that it's important what they think and that we want to hear it. So I really hope uh, we also have kind of an impact on the education of uh, democracy. Getting to know the case. So we mentioned already a couple of times the Viennese children and youth strategy. What is this actually? What are the highlights there? What's the content? And who's the target group and who uses it? So um, well, it is a big document. It's uh, the first uh, children and youth strategy that the city ever had. We did ask in 2019 the children and young people of the city, what they like about the city, what they would like to change about the city. And we had more than 22,000 children and young people answering those questions. And from that, and they actually had the chance to really set the agenda. So it was not one thing, do you like that or not, but they said what they wanted to talk about. And from that, there was written a strategy that has nine chapters with the most important topics um, raised by the children and young people. And in those nine chapters, you have uh, measures that the city commits to that we want to do this or that to become in the next five years, the youth and children friendliest city in the world. And that is 193 measures, so um, a lot to do. It was uh, voted on by the city council, so it's not just uh, a document that is nice to read, but it is really a commitment of the city. And it's now in the middle of the implementation phase um, that we are working on. And, and one of the measures I understood, one of the tools used are the children and youth parliaments. So what is this about? How many times have they taken place? How many people participated? What are the topics these parliaments work on or decide on? Yeah, as you said, um... The Children and Youth Parliament is also one of the 193 measures of the Viennese Children and Youth Strategy. Um, and it took place for the first time last year, 2022, um, where around 215 children came as school classes and about 100 young people came by themselves um, to discuss about the strategy and to find out what is written in the strategy, what what are the topics and what can we as young people and children, um, what can we say about it? What can we um, like mm, focus on in this strategy? And um, one of the maybe most exciting things for the children and young people last year in this uh, parliament was that they met the um, the city councillor for education and youth and um, were able to talk to him and ask him questions about the city and what he's going to change to make it more child and youth friendly. And there have also been, you, you mentioned that there have been meetings with politicians, no? 
Yeah. Um, in what kind of settings did you do this? How does this work? Do you all sit in a big circle or how, how does this work when, when young people and children meet politicians? We wanted to take some different settings um, to find out also what is the best setting to talk. And um, we had different settings like um, the city councillor for education and youth was um, asked to make a town hall with the whole audience. So over 300 children and young people sitting there and um, asking him questions and he's standing in the front and um, has to answer these questions and yeah we wanted to make it a bit funny and um, more interesting and he had only one minute to answer every question and then mm -hmm. was the next question yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and was it only the children asking questions or was it more of a dialogue could later also the politicians ask questions to the children mm -hmm. what was the spirit yeah. of the event yeah, he asked the as he asked the uh, children and young people questions too and then they had to like sit down if they are answering the question with no or stand up if they're answering the question with yes. So it was more like a dialogue, um, but the focus was on children and young people asking him mm -hmm. um, questions they want to ask him. And what feedback did you get afterwards from politicians and from also from mm -hmm. the children and young people? Did they feel like it's one of these fake events where just young people are decoration or what's, how was it perceived? especially this town hall or the mm -hmm. dialogue with the politicians, everyone was really happy about it. Um, the politicians, um, same as the children and the people, mm -hmm. because um, it was a good um, opportunity to like talk to the people who were deciding the things. Um, and they felt like really um, taken serious. Of course, um, it wants to like, take the interests of children and young people serious and not make like fake participation. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes, of course, um, it could be better and the part participation of children and young people could be better and their um, the things they say could take could be taken more serious. Mm -hmm. And then another very big tool, as far as I'm informed is, or let's put it this way. There is a, a legend, a myth, that there has been 1 million euro and young people could just spend it on whatever they want. True or wrong, Alex? <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> we had uh, the first participatory, participatory budget of the city, actually, and that was 1 million euro for children and young people. So it's also it's one other measure that is in the children and youth strategy. And uh, it's a million euro that the city puts out that children and young people can first come up with their own ideas, what should be done with this million. Uh, so they, there's an online platform where they can just put it in. And then it's checked, a first very quick check by the city, simply on what are things that are clearly over the million. We had, for example, some children and young people wanting a new subway line in Vienna. And that costs a bit more than a million, so that had to be ruled out. Things like that, or <laughs> legal stuff. But then um, all the projects that are kind of feasible, where the city says, well, if we work this out, this could be done, they are then also voted on by all children and young people between 5 and 20 can vote. And then they decided which kind of uh, projects they want to see done with this 1 million euro. 
Fantastic. So first there was an an open call, and then there was a bit of a co-creation with with responsible persons from the city of Vienna, just to see if yeah. it fits the budget, and also if it fits in the categories of the strategy. No, and then there was this online platform for voting. Yeah, I mean the the, the yeah. co-creation was uh, actually very a, a big learning experience yeah. for everybody involved, us, the children, the young people, and uh -huh. the city departments because um, there are sometimes things that you would never think about why something does not is not possible in this spot or in that spot spot uh, and uh, if you then talk about it you can find uh, a lot of solutions also the children are very pragmatic when it comes to <laughs> finding a solution when they hear that their project is not exactly like they wanted it going to happen because it's not legal or because it's too expensive or because it's the wrong place then they are totally willing to talk about it and find another solution. So it was a very, very interesting process to bring the, all those people together and uh, talk about it. And can you just explain to us super shortly what kind of categories there have been? I think it's those that are defined also in the strategy, no? Yeah, we did uh, have the categories of the strategy. That's the nine chapters of the strategy. That's the topics that the children and young people, when we created the strategy, decided that those were the most important ones. Things like uh, nature and environment, that's always number one, but also mobility and uh, public transport or culture or uh, living together. We call it community and living together or public space or free time. And I mean, then the ideas for the projects, they were focusing, of course, a lot on public space. It was a lot about uh, things to be done in the city to feel better as a child or a young person, but also a lot around solidarity. There was a lot of uh, ideas and also a lot of the projects did win. Nada can probably tell us a bit more about that. We have a very solidarity approach, uh, like um, they were thinking a lot about others, not only about themselves. It was not only I want my football field to look better. It was a lot of thinking about other people. That's wonderful to hear. So, so Nada, can you tell us a bit about the outcomes, like the what what kind of projects were submitted? So, Alex already told us a lot with a focus on solidarity and not just we need a PlayStation. Uh, and who are the winners? What what projects got selected in the end, and mm. will be implemented now? Mm. Yeah, in the end, we had um, twenty um, projects that were the winners and um, are going to be implemented now in the next months and years. And uh, um, the different city councils are ready already to implement this project. Um, yeah, and one of one example for um, the topics, the projects are um, about, like um, Alex said, solidarity and inclusion and stuff like this is, for example, um, to build a bicycle and wheelchair park um, in the 10th district um, or to have like tampons and um, you know menstruation articles um, for free in schools um, for young girls and women to take it home for free. Um, that's also one thing that is discussed already for years now um, in the city and everyone is a bit scared to like implement this um this project and now it won um with this one million 
euro. So maybe that's a good start um, to implement this thing. So 20 projects. How, how did you deal with budget constraints? Because what if somebody has a great idea, but it costs 1 million euro? What models did you find to... Was there a limit in the budget or how to deal with this to fund several projects when you have 1 million? Yeah, we had to, of course, we had to limit the projects a bit and um, one, the limit for the minimum was 10,000 euros and the maximum mm. was 1 million because it's maximum 1 million euros that um, the children and young people can spend. Yeah, and then we had to, we had to tell the the young people who said this idea is that we can't take this idea in the online voting, but we're trying to implement it another way um, in the city. And I think with some some things, it was even possible to like talk with the politicians then and tell them there were so many ideas about this topic, but it's too expensive for this one million. Can we find another way? And uh, Alex mentioned before that the creativity of children young people is often surprising question to both of you do you remember some ideas not necessarily winners where you thought oh well that's something i would never have thought of something that really surprised you as an idea yeah i think i had these thoughts with many ideas mm -hmm. um really a lot um of ideas mm, but not that they were like very creative but also like mm, what they're like fighting for and what mm -hmm. children and people are fighting for eliminate all the cars in the city and build oh, yeah. um bicycle ways um for everywhere um yeah just very interesting interesting ideas um what what the topics are that they're interested in the most at mm -hmm. the moment mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. a learning that we also already yeah. saw when we had the process to get to the strategy that uh, a lot of the Adults were always afraid that there would be very crazy, very out of the world ideas and uh, wishes. But in the end, it is always very down to the point and important uh, things for daily life of children and young people mm. that they are asking for. So, for example, one of the winners is also now a project um, of uh, psychological help for young people in youth centers. Fantastic. Because, I mean, it's very clear that that is needed. We are all talking about it, but the young people just handed it in that they want to have a person that is in the youth centers there to help if there's psychological problems. So they are very much knowing what's on stake. They are very mm -hmm. much into environment, but also solidarity. And that really makes me very happy. So it's uh, pragmatic sometimes. So pragmatic and thinking of others, yeah? because there's often yeah. this prejudice about young people. Oh, they're not exactly. civically engaged, politically engaged. They're just consumers. But your project proved absolutely not the opposite. Yeah, no? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the opposite. Yeah. So, what are you really question to both of you? What are you proud of looking at this this project? Some moments, achievements, whatsoever things that you said that you really felt proud of. Maybe I just continue mm -hmm. and then yeah, I exactly. hand over yeah. to Nada. Um, yeah. I am really proud of the Viennese children and young people. That, uh, as just said, I think they had great ideas and they were really doing well with this project. I am proud of uh, involving all children and young people that are living in Vienna, because uh, one of the reasons for this whole process that when it started was that we have more and more children and especially young people we're not allowed to vote in our city because they mm -hmm. are or too young or they do not have the right uh, citizenship. 
to vote. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot in Vienna. And this is you one the way that more or less because uh, I think it's around 40% wow. among the young right. people. Yeah. It's high. Yeah. And uh, the city really has to do something about uh, involving people in other ways because the voting rights are not depending on us. That's a state issue. But uh, we can do things like this where we really involve everybody who is having their life center in our city and um, make them be part of what's happening here. Yeah, I can all also only agree what Alex said um, and maybe add that I was really proud of seeing how um, really small children and young people were working together with employees of the city of Vienna to create these projects and to make them like um, possible to implement at the end um, to see how happy children um, and young people were they're asked for their opinion and that they can decide something now. I'd like to add one thing, um, yeah. and maybe then we are also heading in the direction of uh, what would we recommend to others. Um, I was also very proud of the city departments, of the employees mm-hmm. of the city, because we were a bit afraid when we started this, that they would not want to really discuss with children and young people. But they were very enthusiastic. They were very much trying to help to find solutions. and. Uh, really enjoyed talking to the children and the young people. The stakeholders you had in this project, you know, the, the young people, the children, but also teachers, I think also representative bodies of young people, like student associations or children associations, whatever, politicians, and also the city of Vienna, you know, the, the technocrats, so to say. Did you have any other stakeholders? And, and how was the cooperation among the stakeholders? You just mentioned you were surprised how well it was received on site of the implementing people of the city of Vienna. How, what can you tell us about what kind of stakeholders do you need on board and how did it work out among them? I I think you've already mentioned all of them and basically <laughs> that's everybody in the city. Um, as I said, it worked out very well. I mean, um, the especially the employees of the different city departments and we needed almost all of the city departments for talking about those projects. It was covering the whole city. Um, they not only enjoyed to work with the children and the young people, but they also were really trying to help and they enjoyed working with each other. So mm-hmm. to have these cross-sectoral meetings, these co-creation workshops, everybody really was uh, in a positive flow, kind of. And that helped a lot. How did you reach young people, children uh, and teenagers? Which channels did you use? so that young people were aware of this opportunity to make themselves heard and to vote, to propose projects and later to vote. Yeah, of course, there was also a challenge to reach um, all children and young people or to reach as much as possible. And um, we tried it by social media. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think, one of the most important um, channels maybe to reach them, especially young people. But we also tried um, tried to reach them by all by involving all the stakeholders, the schools, um, the the youth workers, and tell them how important this project is and how important it is um, also for the children and young people to take part and to participate and to like um, vote for the ideas or to set ideas at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did do you have any? 
statistic data in sense of Alex, you mentioned before that there's 40% of young people who due to migrational background and other reasons are excluded, for instance, from the voting system. Do you know if via this measure, uh, you managed to reach also those people who were usually a bit excluded from decision-making and participation? Like what kind of young people really participated in this process in the end? Um, I, I can just try to give an answer, but um, I think uh, it, we partly know because, of course, mm -hmm. we do not know who voted. We did not. Uh, it was very important for us that it is anonymous, that we only ask how old people are, but not more. So we do not really know who voted or who was behind some of the ideas. But we've tried very hard for the parliaments that uh, we in got also young people who usually would not come to this kind of thing. There was mm -hmm. a wave through the districts who nominated young people, and then you could also apply yourself. But we also tried to involve uh, young unions, uh, organizations, migrants organizations. So we we did our best. I mean, of course, there's in this kind of things always um, ways to do better even for the next time. But I have the feeling when it comes to migration background, we had some young people who were involved and actually were quite um, mm -hmm. quite a lot involved and uh, even got then roles of talking on the stage and uh, oh, talking great. with the yeah. politicians. So that worked well. But we will do even better next time because uh, we now know some channels where we can uh, further go. But So here the channels the are really important. No, You mentioned migrant organizations. The, and The and, channels yeah, are yeah. really important. Yeah. Youth work is, of course, very important mm -hmm. when it comes to reaching some groups and schools. I mean, Everybody is at school, or right. most people are at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are really trying to also involve them. And that helped us when it comes to the parliament. For the million, for the voting, we do not really know it mm -hmm. would be. Transfer service. What do you wish you had known in the beginning or what will you do differently next time? Or what are the great practices that you will definitely keep? Because it's a lesson learned that this really works. Mm, I think it's, yeah. um, Alex said it already, mm -hmm. um, that a really great thing um, is that we could reach um, mostly all of the children and young people with this um, with this strategy, but also with the um, with the children and youth million, um, and with all the projects, and and not only those who can vote um, in Vienna or in Austria, um, but one of my learnings is to maybe in the next year or the next years, um, to pay more attention to different life realities of children mm -hmm. and young people, and try to include these life realities more better in the design of the projects um, on what time are we planning to make um, a meeting or okay. stuff like this. Yeah. The life realities. Okay. Okay. Uh, for instance, about timing of activities, anything else you have in mind when you say life realities about how long the whole project takes or. Yeah. Also this and mm -hmm. um, also life realities like um, most people are in school, but not all of them and not all of them mm -hmm. have a lot of free time especially young people, maybe they have to take care of younger children or of adults or 
um, other family members. Um, I think there are so many different um, complicated life realities young people have to face. And I think it's important to try to include all of these. Mm -hmm. For you, Alex, some of your lessons learned? Yeah, I think what Nada said is really important. We, we are now trying also to do a lot of evaluation. We had an evaluation workshop with the young people and also with the city to find out what we can do better next time. I mean, one thing that I definitely want to change is I want to do it without Corona next time because that oh really had a big impact on that first round. Yes. Um, so it, it will be different because it, we will not have to move things or cancel things or do things online or decide last minute if online or offline. Uh, that will make it easier and uh, to put it uh, closer together so that the young people also have a certain time frame that they know they commit to something and it's not too long, uh, things like that. So it's, it's a lot of practical things that we found also out now talking to them and that we will change. And if we have now youth workers or maybe even municipal workers listening to this podcast and they also want to do participatory projects at municipal level. Any any recommendations you would have to them? What what can we learn from the projects of the city of Vienna? Should the youth worker just go to their municipality and say, hey, I know you have 1 million euro, let's make a project out of it. What are do's and don'ts, what would you say? Or first steps? Uh, I think one important thing is for if you think on city level like we do and not on little local projects mm -hmm. then you do need the city to be behind it you do need the politicians to commit to it to want it and to be ready to tell their departments to work for it to give money because the money is there they just have to mm -hmm. be ready to give it and it helped us when we started all this to go and see the youth strategy that they did in uh, new south wales in australia that might be a bit far away, but uh, you can come to Vienna and <laughs> have a look at what, uh, I mean, it, it helps a lot to take city people with you on mm -hmm. some trip and talk to them and let them see firsthand what's possible. Uh, okay, so to, to make it tangible, to take people yeah. from the city on, yeah, on examples, on, on practices. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can, I can um, agree and wanted to say something very similar. I think it's um, if there are other cities who want to implement um, something like a youth million, and there are a lot of cities um, that also contact us um, all the time to to um, talk with us about our experiences and how we implemented it and how it is even possible to do something like this um, in Vienna. Um, I think it's always easier to implement something like this if you draw attention to um, other countries and mm -hmm. their best practice um, examples. I think that's a very um, important and maybe helpful first step. To conclude, as we always do, now that you have such a successful period behind you, what is your wish or prognosis for the future of youth work either for Vienna, or maybe you want to draw a bigger picture. What is your heart burning for? What is your message to youth work? Yeah, so my, my prognosis or what <laughs> I think maybe it's going to develop to is, I think um, we're on a good way um, that um, the interests of children and young people, and not just the interests, but to 
um, let them um, take part in the discussions um, is getting better and more important um, all the time. I think um, we've came far already, um, not just in Vienna, but in Europe and everywhere. Um, and I think, I think it's gonna develop this way um, and not the other way around. So even if more participation and yeah. empowerment in people. Mm. And for you, Alex? So. Yeah, I hope Nada is right there. I, I also see that there's a lot of interest in youth participation and children's participation, and uh, that's the way to go. So I would uh, say, look for things that have a real impact, not keep it always on the meta level, talking about, um, especially when we talk about Europe, we sometimes have this, what do you wish from Europe and very big things. I would try to bring it down a bit, uh, look for things that are having a real impact on the life realities of the children and the young people, show them that they can have it, make a difference, that their voices are heard and mean something. And um, yeah, then we will have more and more of this. And I think, as Nada said, the direction is there, the interest from policy is there. So there's all kinds of chances to come up with good ideas and uh, propose it and try to make it better for the children and the young people. Thank you so much, Alex and Nada, for joining us today. And thank you for the great work. It's really inspiring to hear how participation can truly work and be taken seriously and appreciated by all the different stakeholders involved. And good luck for the future of these projects in Vienna. This has been Gems of Youth Work. We have been joined today by Alexandra B. Weiss, Head of Wien Extra Stadtbox, and Nada Taha Ali Mohammed, Project Collaborator of Junges Wien. Alex and Nada have been involved in key positions in the implementation of the Viennese Children and Youth Strategy. They shared with us their experiences and lessons learned of coordinating children and youth parliaments, participatory co-creation processes, and the provision of a participatory budget directly at the disposition of children and youth. We hope you found the episode useful and inspirational, and we look forward to welcoming you in our future editions. Keep on shining! Gems of Youth Work is funded by the Erasmus Plus program of the European Commission with the support of the Estonian National Agency, 